Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You have to set boundaries with children that they don't like. Guess what? Life is your parent. It's doing the same thing with you. So you're going to kick and scream about it like a child? But I want this to be comfortable. I'll do it when it's comfortable. And your parent with a capital P life just shakes its head and goes, one day I hope you'll learn. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Sometimes there really are systems that were put in place to make our jobs more difficult. Sometimes there really is an external force causing some of our problems. However, even in these situations, the solution is the same or similar to what we've been discussing over the last three episodes. You have to muster up the confidence or courage necessary to make yourself uncomfortable and talk to people about why those systems aren't effective and how things should be changed. It's time to embrace real change at every level of your life and your organization. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. We limit our CSRs and our employees pretty tightly on to what their permissions are, what they can do, what they can't do. So we recently sent out like these gift for you cards and it's $50 for the client. I don't know which clients they went to. There was no kind of plan as far as them going out. So now when the client comes into the store, the CSR has no permission to add that to the client's profile. I have to do it. And in order for me to do it, they have to call me and I could be at home having dinner with my kids and not be able to access it at that point. So now we're inconveniencing the client. So there are certain things that are out of my control as far as when they call me, they have to call me for something like that. But again, it came from somewhere else that was really out of my control. I have no idea, like I said, which clients there was no kind of proactive action to, to stop this. You know what I mean? So what's the question? I don't know. My question is, I guess, how do I... Maybe I know the answer to this is talk to other people about it to solve it. But now there's 250 gift card things out there. And how do I talk about fixing that? Fixing what? Like I, if there's a way to find out what clients they went to, stuff like that. What's the problem? I guess, I guess the problem is, is they have to call me okay. every single time. So right. you want it to not be that way? Yes. Okay. How would you make it different? That's something that, that, is, that is something that in this case, the CSR should have access to do. So it's not something that I should have to do. Okay. So how do you make that happen? I guess talk about it as as a as a team management and make it happen. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but I mean, Greystone, because like he said, he has, um, he doesn't have an open door policy. I don't, with me, I, I don't really have that option. So I guess that I, I really don't because we don't have, like I said, they're so limited to what they can do. And I know we can change that as a uh, management on, team. I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, exactly. You just said they're limited and they're dependent yeah. on me, but you also said that that's changeable. But it's not a decision that I can make by myself, I guess is what I'm saying. Is it a decision you can influence? Yes. So you told a story a moment ago, which was something like, uh, I'm not in to, about the open door policy. I'm not in total control of my time. Or how did you say it? I don't have, like, I, they have to, like, for instance, what I just gave you as an example, they have to call me for that right now. But I mean, going forward, we can change something like that as a management team, but it's not something yeah. that I can do myself. But there's a belief sort of here, subtly in the background. It sounds something like um, overwhelm is just the way it is. Because notice in the last couple of minutes, you represented both sides. You know, you you came from an energy of, well, there's, you know, 250 blah, 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 and there's limits and the CSRs have to be able to call me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that, it was sort of this victim-y energy of it. Oh, that's just how it is. They have to call me and it could be during dinner and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't say anything. I just asked you questions and held up a mirror and you okay. were led to, well, I, I guess we could change it. I guess it could be different. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but the, I, I don't get to make that decision myself, more victim voice, mm-hmm. right? Do you see how there's both sides there? Yeah, I do. You have to decide which one of those is you because you haven't decided yet. And that's the cause of your stress. Mm-hmm. Because you have a system right now, one of many, that keeps you overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. The system is called CSRs can't make X decision. Therefore, Tanya gets called, you know, all the time and whenever. Therefore, Tanya is overwhelmed. You have to decide that that cannot be any longer. All the way. And stand for yourself and saying, this system is bullshit. It must change. Because anything less, it's likely to persist or show up in some other way. So you see how as long as you're not sure inside yourself, you're going to have no spine to talk to your manager and insist that it be different. What training do CSRs need to be able to take responsibility for this? Because it's also a system to treat them like children, it sounds like to me. When you treat people like children, they tend to act that way. Yeah, it feels that way. There you go. Where else is that happening in the business? That your bottom-rung employees are treated like children, therefore they act like it. It's kind of all over the place. Bingo. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. So there you go. You know what to do most of the time, Tanya. I do. That's it. The issue (laughs) is just uncomfortably standing in your own power. Mm -hmm. So even if it means you're talking to your manager through tears and going, I can't bear this anymore. This is crazy making. I'm getting called at all hours of the day. I can't go on like this. And it's so uncomfortable for me to stand for this. But I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Then that's what you do. Well, you can get two people to do it. Because her stuff, when they don't answer or anything, trickles to me after. 
So her CSR, that's crazy, that calls her a hundred times a day, calls me just as much when she can't get a hold uh-huh. of her. And, and yet neither of you have actually done anything about it. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow, you must actually love oh, being overwhelmed. They will both What's be that? uncomfortable together. You must love being overwhelmed because you you know every, every recipe that you have, you actively maintain. Honestly, sometimes I do because I feel like if it's too quiet, then I think too much and I overthink and I analyze and yeah, so I do. So that's so good. That's good to notice. And again, decide which one is you. There's a part of you that wants to not be overwhelmed. And there's a part of you that uses overwhelm like a drug to numb down the constant thoughts. I get it. Only one of them, only one of them is really the real you. You have to decide which one is you. Well, you don't have to. You can go on being split, but I guarantee you that's a recipe for nothing changing. No, I don't want to go on like that. Okay. Then you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Again, because again, there's no judgment here. I can just tell you you'll suffer less, but you may decide that the amount of suffering that you have is fine, you know, because really the way the defense system operates is like, well, the devil I know is better than the one I don't. I don't know what who I'll be if I'm not an overwhelm. I don't know what my life will look like if I'm not an overwhelm. I'm, I'll say, yeah, you're right. You don't know. So you may decide that the comfort of the suffering right now being familiar is more valuable to you than the unknown. I can understand that. That's what many people choose every day. That's the majority. So it's up to you. I can tell you what I think it's like and why I enjoy it, but you know, that's it's between you and you at the end of the day. What I would say is give it a try. You can always go back to the old way. <laughs> that's usually what I say like try out what not being overwhelmed is like and if it's really if you're if you're so flooded with thoughts and and you know so so feeling stuck with yourself because there's no distractions it's very easy to fall off the wagon all you got to do is just start enabling your employees again and get over involved and you know I'll even help you get back into overwhelm if that's what you want not hard probably will happen on its own so try out not being an overwhelmed. The water's fine, but me telling you the water's fine is different than the experience of jumping in. Because one of my favorite topics these days to talk about is how real change is an act of surrender. And this goes all the way back to Greystone's first question of about getting organized. Real change is is a giving over of yourself to the change process. I, they, I run by the, my little uh, Lord of the Rings uh, metaphor with you guys before about adventures and missions. I really like this one. So we want change to be like a mission. You know, here's the plan. This is the result. It's going to happen. Everyone stays the same person. Nothing unplanned happens, Right. So if in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, if, if the, the mission is the result they wanted is to throw the ring into the fire of Mordor from whence it came, right? That was the mission. But all sorts of stuff happened between the beginning of the declaration of that mission and the end. Stuff that changed all the characters. Not all of them survived. Gandalf dies and is reborn to this new way. 
Frodo has changed so much that he doesn't even go back home in the end. He doesn't go to the Shire. He becomes, you know, sort of one of the elves in a way and goes to the undying lands of the West. Even though the whole time they're talking about just wanting to go home. Nobody stays the same person. That's what an adventure is. It's when there's an intended result, but the journey is part of the destination. It changes you. But our resistance, our defenses, we want our results without having to change. Rarely is that actually how it works. That's just not how life is. Because life doesn't care about your missions. It doesn't care about the happiness you want or the possessions you want. It cares about you evolving and waking up. All you got to do is look around. You'll see that. We want to get married and have children and live happily ever after. Right? Do you know anyone for whom that's happened? Right? No, what happens is they have kids and they're mirrors and they reflect all of their stuff back to them and they have to learn how to compromise and get along with people and they have to look at their unconscious assumptions about relatednesses or the other gender or whatever. Being in a relationship is the most powerful mirror there is, right? You have to look at all of your crap when you live with someone. But all you really want is to be happy, right? You don't choose all of that. So what's truer? The fantasy of living happily ever after or the gritty reality of life makes it so that we grow and that pain happens when we're not paying attention and you're supposed to learn from it. That's the adventure. You give yourself over to, this is what I want. I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. And life goes, cool, gotcha. Now you're going to have to look at all of your mommy and daddy issues and how you want your partner to codependently caretake your little girl or boy issues and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to have to work that out. Because if you put all that stuff on them, they're going to go, ah, I don't want this. That's what happens every time. So our desires, our, our, our dreams, they're, it's those, that's the, we're taking the bait from life which is fine. It's by design. We take the bait and then life goes, gotcha. Now you're going to wake up. So if, that's, if, if this makes sense to you, then you've got two choices. You can resist the fact that life is trying to wake you up and grow and whine about it and go, oh, but this is uncomfortable and I, well, I just want to be happily ever after. I just want that result I want and I want to have to grow. And you can then argue with reality, and reality will, will win, but only always and every time, causing you more suffering. Or you can go, this is what I want, and oh man, I surrender to whatever lesson there is for me. I'm in it. I, I give myself over to the change process, the learning process. It's so uncomfortable, but I know it's in my best interest. And that way you relate to life itself as a kind of parent. Because a parent, as you guys all know, sometimes has to impose consequences and boundaries on a child that the child doesn't like. Because it's in the child's best interests, even even though they don't get it in the moment. Right? As below, so above. We get intrinsically... You have to set boundaries with children that they don't like. Guess what? Life is your parent. It's doing the same thing with you. 
So you're going to kick and scream about it like a child. But I want this to be comfortable. I'll do it when it's comfortable. And your parent with a capital P life just shakes its head and goes, one day, I hope you'll learn. But I'm going to keep turning the pressure up on you until you do. It's not going to get any more comfortable. And the sooner you embrace this lesson, the faster you'll grow up. But unlike the physical maturity of children who will grow up physically, no matter what, emotionally as adults, we won't necessarily all grow up. And we will suffer and maintain an emotional maturity for most people less than 15. The average emotional maturity on this planet is probably like nine or 10. I mean, look, violence, we disagree. I'm going to try to kill you now. How mature is that? Right? That's the world we live in, not mature. When someone is embarrassed, they act out. When someone holds up a mirror, they get all upset. How dare you? Get offended when people say something that they disagree with. None of this is mature. Know what the right thing to do is, but don't do it. It's not mature. And so it causes suffering, causes pain. And life is calling for us to grow up, be whole. Make sense? Is it difficult? Yeah, growing up is difficult. Exercise is difficult. Chocolate cake tastes better than broccoli. That's life. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) That's life. And you know what the ultimate responsibility is? You don't even have to live it. You have an option that no other creature on the planet appears to have. You can opt out. You can say, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. And you can choose your own death. That's I love that fact about human beings. Because it's the ultimate non-victimhood design. You can opt out. You don't have to play. You can go. But if you're here, play the freaking game. It's like you don't, you're not in a game of Monopoly and you insist that it's you know, life or sorry or something. It's like, well, I, I know this is a Monopoly game, but I want to play checkers with the pieces. Right? You're in Monopoly. Play Monopoly or, or leave. Don't try to change the game. That's just going to create suffering for you and everyone else. And so, you know, what I've dedicated my life to is trying to figure out, okay, what really is the game? I surrender. I so want to play it. And there's still parts of me that want to play checkers, even though it's Monopoly. And I'm trying to deal with that. I surrender. I want to play this game all the way. That's a commitment to reality, a commitment to life. Without that, then you're in resistance to life and you're choosing suffering consciously or not. And then wondering why life is so hard. It gets way easier when you give yourself over to the design of life. You know, it starts with a curiosity of like, well, what, what is it I'm supposed, who am I and how do I live? The two most fundamental existential questions. Who am I and how do I live? If you really sincerely ask those questions, suffering starts to go away. But if you ask the question, how do I make myself the most happy as often as possible, you will suffer because that's trying to play checkers on a Monopoly board. 
what is your evidence that life cares about your happiness? Think about it. You'll have none. It's entirely man-made, human-made. Doesn't give a shit about it. Look for evidence that life wants us to grow. You'll find a lot, right? The prosecution rests. <laughs> Surrender or suffer. Those are your choices. And you can you have as much time as you want. Life is very patient. And I'm still negotiating that in myself. Every three or four months, I sort of make another notch closer to that surrender. It's a process. It's a process of negotiating and letting go of all the things you think you need. And that's not easy, but it is incredibly rewarding. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.